<laughs> what is that from? Is that just a thing we did? Remember? Yeah, but I feel like that's a thing. Unless, unless it's just like a weird inside joke that we have. Yeah, it's that thing that you and Adam used to do all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello. Uh, this is something that's happening, and you're part of it. And you should be happy to be a part of this thing that's happening right now. It's a thing, it's happening, and it's neato. Yeah. Would you agree? I would agree. That right. this is quite neatorific. Alright. Let's tell the good people what's so neatorific about what they're listening to. What is delighting their lovely ear holes? Uh Okay, this is so much dead air. Uh oh. Say something. <laughs> what are we doing here today? <laughs> Uh, we're doing a show. Okay. <laughs> you're the mastermind in all this. Yeah, you're supposed to help. It's called banter. Oh. It's not called a monologue. <laughs> we're doing a show. And, oh, God. Sorry about that. And it's called We, we like, like Stuff and, and So Should You. you. It's it a show where we talk about stuff we like. It's very self-explanatory from the title. Yeah. Man, remember like the first ten episodes when we kept saying we like things and so should you? <laughs> <laughs> do not we, listen to the first ten episodes. But we do like things. <laughs> and so should you. Yeah, but then even Jill uh, at Trent Radio was like, what's your show called? And I was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think things is very specific. Like that's only one piece of a noun, you know? But it's stuff. It's more open. Oh, okay. Like, it could be a person, place, or thing. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, I guess a thing can't be a person or a place. Yeah. It's just a thing. Yeah. It could be a person, but that's really rude to say. Yeah. Yeah. could be a place, and that's not so rude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fine, I think. But it doesn't really make sense, but it's fine. Yeah. Speaking of Jill, we're broadcasting from the facility of Trent Radio. 92.7. CFFFFM. FM. Yeah. Um, I'm Mel. And I'm Brenny. And we're here to say... We love you. We do? Never mind. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> we maybe do. Depending Depends on who you, who you are. are. <laughs> yeah. And maybe we just don't know we love you yet. Yeah. And that's nice, too. Yeah, it could be an adventure. Alright, great. An adventure. Yeah. Do you have a little like? I do. My little like is our three new babies. Edna, Ellie, and Eugene. There are new skinny pigs that I adopted last week, that we adopted last week, but it was on my birthday. Yeah. If you don't know what a skinny pig is, it's a Look guinea... Look it up. Yeah. But it's also, a... Brendan, tell them. <laughs> it's a guinea pig that has little to no hair. Yeah. They have like a little scrub brush of hair on their face. 
It's like kind of wiry hair. Yeah. And then the rest of their body is hairless. Um, we adopted a little family, um, Edna, Ellie, and Eugene. Edna and Ellie actually, or sorry, Edna and Eugene are actually the parents of Ellie, um, but Eugene has since been neutered, so no more babies shall come of their habitants. Of their union. Yeah. Um, and they're just little sweet little, yeah. little people. Edna's on the hammock right now. <gasps> yeah. 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 It's very special to see a guinea pig on a hammock. Also, if you have never seen that, look it up. Yeah, because um, either they're lying down or they're standing and they're not balancing right because they're on a hammock. Uh, so it's cute either way. Because mm-hmm. Edna's just standing. <laughs> <laughs> She, she's, Edna, what are you doing? She's not lying down. She's just standing. Edna, lie down. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's having fun. Yeah. Balancing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eugene is called, what's called apparently a werewolf skinny pig because the hair on his like face and nose kind of extends a little bit to his shoulders. Yeah. He's very handsome. Um, yeah. But now you'll hear a guinea pig sound sometimes. Like, maybe right now, if the background music isn't too loud. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing little chitterers. Eugene's trying to... Eugene, get rid... Get, stop, stop bothering Edna! <laughs> What's happening? Because <laughs> you said guinea pig sounds. They're trying to deliver. <gasps> Edna did a back butt. <gasps> Edna! Well, she's defending her territory. She's defending her hammock? Yeah. <laughs> Eugene's uh, trying to get up all in her business, and Edna's like, apps, I don't think so. Yeah. Edna's a very sweet girl. She's the most social of the three. Um, she's always, like, looking for food, and she'll eat her food out in the open where the other two prefer to be hidden still. But we have, have had them for almost a week. A week tomorrow. Yeah. As this episode airs, it will have been over a week yeah. since we've had them. And, uh, yeah, they're still adjusting to our house, but uh, they uh, seem to be doing well, enjoying lots of delicious hay and treats, and, uh, yeah. And apparently fighting over this hammock. I've never seen this before. <laughs> it's, like, it's like King of the Hill. And the ghetto. <laughs> they're playing a game. Maybe. Eugene's like, that hammock's like premier real estate. <laughs> He's like, this hammock's been here for the whole week, but I only found out about it now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll get them another hammock. Maybe they should just go upstairs. Yeah, true. We should just put Eugene up there. Just put him up there? Yeah. See what he likes. <laughs> Let's see if it tickles his fancy. Yeah. But we got to put better uh, hiding places up there. I think that's one of the main, main problems. Um, or maybe we could make the whole ramp to the upstairs like covered. Yeah, that might be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, our skinny pig family is very special. Um, they're sweet little guys. They're always yelling for food. Which if you've, I feel like we've talked about guinea pigs a lot, but um, guinea pigs do a thing called weaking, which is W H E A K. Um, I thought it was E-E. 
doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It's not important. Anyway, either way, you should uh, look it up and listen to Guinea Pigs Weeking. Um, it's very cute, and uh, they do that when they want food, um, and usually when they're happy. Yeah, so. and Eugene, a couple of days ago, was popcorning. Yeah. Which, again, if you haven't listened to our show enough to know that we've talked about this, shame on you. Uh, but uh, you can find us uh, online. After every after every episode airs on Trent Radio, I post it uh, immediately online, and I never forget. It's never hours or days when I yeah. post online. Uh, but you can find us on like wherever you listen to podcasts, actually, because I'm pretty sure we're mostly everywhere, mostly like Spotify. I think we're on like Google, whatever, and Apple Tunes. Blech. But uh, yeah, just look up WL Sassy, yeah. or we like stuff, and so should you. Yeah, and on a secondary note. Just as like a little backpack on my little like, if that's okay. Yeah. Is our other boys, which I also love. Yeah. The rat family. We have five rats also. Um, Pumpkin, Pickle, Greg, Theo, and Wirt. And they are also extremely special little guys. And uh, yeah, they're also doing well. So I thought I would just sprinkle that in there just for your information. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so now I am the rodent queen. Yeah, the the rat queen asterisk, if you will. Rat asterisk queen, if you will. Yeah. The rat strix. No, the I like rat strix. The rat strix. The rat strix. Queen. Uh, my little like is we legitimately have a patron. Huh. Yeah, it's um, true about us. Yeah, if for some God-forbidden reason you do want to support us, you can. Um, our Patreon is literally just Patreon.com/slash/wlsassy. You can go there and throw money at us. Any money that we actually make from that, I don't expect to. So don't feel bad or feel weird. Uh, if we do end up making any money, I will make sure. I'm literally just going to save it for um, getting better recording equipment. Because uh, I've had this Blackout Yeti mic, I think, for nine years now. Uh, it's pretty great. And I got it on, like, it was, like, being cleared out of EB Games. So I got it for, like, 120 bucks. And I actually got it. Uh, I got it with the intent that me and Vander, who worked at, uh, works at EB Games, I think, still. I think he works at the Ajax store. Because he, he used to do, like, YouTube videos and stuff. I think he was, I think it was, like, Thumb therapy because like video games Mm. uh and i was like yeah i would love to do like podcast stuff or video stuff and he was like yeah cool so i bought this and we never did anything because i don't hang out with people and that's not because i hate them but just because i don't i don't do anything unless people ask me to um but yeah then i've had this forever and then we just started doing radio and then when we had to do recording at home it was like oh maybe this will work and it does um but uh yeah there is a very prestigious VIP tier in the Patreon mm-hmm. if you want, though. Uh, the, the the main squeeze of my little like, if for some godforbidden reason you want a full hour of the Vuvuzuela uh, performed by our lovely Melissa, here I am. Uh, for for thirty dollars a month. Uh, it's a one-time video, Melissa, we will make and send to you specifically. 
of a full hour of Uvuzuela, a minimum, minimum, 3,600 Vuvuzuela sounds. Yeah. As long as there's 3,600 Vuvuzuela sounds within that hour, who knows? Yeah. I'll also do a shout out if you want. Yeah. To you. It'll only go to you, but yeah. I'll shout out to you specifically. Somewhere in that one hour. Yeah. Might be at the beginning, might be in the middle, might be in 22 minutes in, You'll might have to, be 43 minutes in. You'll have to listen and find out. Yeah. Uh, realistically, though, if if people do actually start supporting us for, again, for whatever reason, um, we'll probably do, like, bonus episodes. I'll, I've been trying to get or organize uh, doing interviews, like, well, just having other people on our show. And sometimes it's real difficult because, like, I'm free and they might be free, but Melissa's not free and I don't like doing episodes without Melissa, if I can help it. Um, there, we've had a couple where I had to because either we planned poorly or Melissa just had to go and we still just had to do our show. But, uh, yeah, if anything, I'll do more. or Maybe Melissa will do more. We'll have, I'll go, like, to Toronto and actually f- f- hang out with Matt and Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> And then maybe on a separate time, I'll actually do an episode with them because I don't want the first time I hang out with them in like six years to be like, hey, do you want to do a thing for my show? Do you guys want to be on my podcast? Can you be on my podcast? We haven't seen each other for years, but can you be on my podcast? Uh, But yeah, I'll actually like put in effort to do bonus content uh, because I like doing this show. It's a thing that I like. And maybe you'll like it too. I think that's like in our trailer tagline. I, I made a trailer somewhere. It's somewhere. It's out there. It exists. But anyways. Do you know what you're talking about? Yeah. Would you like to go? Sure. Um, what I decided to talk about today is axe throwing. Ooh. It's something that I enjoy. Um, Wait, I can't remember. Have you gone axe throwing before? I have, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Brendan and I went um, last Friday, two Fridays ago by the time this airs. Um, and uh, it was a surprise for my birthday. And we went with a few of our friends and uh, we just threw axes at targets. And uh, it was really fun. Um... If you've never been axe throwing before, basically you're just taking a uh, handheld axe and you're just tossing it at a target like a dartboard. Um, There's a few different ways that you can throw it. There's even trick shots that you can do, um, but those aren't legal for the tournament style. Um, But basically it's just like a little game you can play um, and you play against someone else. There's a point system. And uh, depending on um, where your axe lands, obviously the the hammock drama continues over there. (laughs) Um, But yeah, obviously the bullseye is the best, getting you five points. Outside of that is three, and then outside of that is one. And then obviously if you don't hit it or you get outside of the target, it's no points. Now, there is... Very special, very small green little spots on the top right and left of the target. Mm-hmm. Um, those are called the clutch targets. Uh, if so, it's it's basically 
It's like a Hail Mary if you're losing. It's like on the last throw of the game. Yeah. You can try and go for the clutch in order to either tie or pull ahead. But you have to be losing by, like, the clutches were seven points. So you have to either be losing by six or by seven. Yeah. To either tie it or to um, win the game. Because um, the, the, the target is seven, right? The, the clutch. The yeah. clutch is seven points. Yeah. Or I guess even five, because if you're at five, then you could do, you the, bullseye. Could, you could do the bullseye to tie it. Or you, or could, or you clutch could do the to clutch win. to win. But yeah. you have to say clutch in order to do it. Um, it's yeah. like it's like hitting the eight ball in a pocket. If you don't call the pocket, or if the eight ball goes in the wrong pocket, yeah. you don't win. Yeah. Basically. Um, yeah. Um, it's a really fun time. We did some, like, um, a little tournament. Brendan won. Yeah, but Greg came in as like a ringer. I don't know what was happening. Yeah. Him he almost got a unicorn. Lights. Yeah. A unicorn is getting five, no, four bullseyes in a row. And then yeah, you, you if you get four in a row, uh, your last shot can be a clutch for, for like for fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you get that, that's called the unicorn apparently. And they have like a unicorn bust on the wall. And if you get a unicorn, you can put your name there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, as I am prone to do on this show... You're going to talk about the history of the axe throwing? Yeah, yeah, I am. Thanks for saying it like that. Was that bad? It was a little bit sarcastic. Oh, I didn't mean to. I immediately... You're like, you're going to talk about the, the history of axe throwing? I really didn't mean to, but as soon as I said it out, as soon as it left my mouth, I was like, this sounds kind of funny. What year do you think axe throwing became a thing? Probably like in the 1800s. As... No. <laughs> okay. Uh... I mean, I don't know. People probably threw axes, but I mean as like a thing that people go to do. Oh, uh, probably the like 80s. 80s or 90s? No. No? 2006. Really? I thought it would be... Actually, that does make sense. It seems very much like a hipster thing to do. Yeah. Basically, it it was actually just started by some people in their backyard. As it should be. Um, So, basically, in 2006, um, a group of friends were bored at a cottage outside of Toronto and decided to throw an axe at a stump. Little did they know that this innocent way to pass the time would soon evolve into the creation of a worldwide sport. Nice. I wonder how much money they made. Because it's it's like, I don't mean to stay on the point. It's a very hipster style game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it kind of like exploded into like a world, not maybe not a worldwide, but like a nationwide like pastime kind of thing. Uh-huh. Because uh, like you could go axe throwing almost anywhere, like in most towns. Um, but they're not like... It's not like you do that like every day or like every week. Like we we've had axe throwing in this town for probably like six years now, maybe a little bit longer, mm-hmm. minimum, maybe longer. Uh, but uh, it's just it it seems like it's it's one of those things that seems to be everywhere. Yeah. So um, basically, after returning home from that cottage trip, the uh, founder of Battle in Ottawa. Um, decided to set up a target in his backyard and invite some friends over to show them how how it's done. Throwing a sharp axe into wood could be. Um, then they created a point system, and soon um, a group of eight friends would meet every week, and then it be- grew and grew and grew until it was 
um, a total of 60 plus people per night in his backyard. Ooh. Must have a big backyard. Wait, 60? Yeah. Yeah, this person has like acres. Yeah. Not including all the spectators that would stop by. Oh. Uh, it didn't take long before the Backyard Axe Throwing League had outgrown its very own backyard. As you can imagine, putting that many people in a small outdoor space together got very loud very fast, and noise complaints were coming to a frequent issue. <laughs> Not to mention, word had spread through the city faster, um, so fast that the wait list to join was becoming never-ending. Um, so in 2011, they opened its... Um, they moved the operations indoors and secured an industrial space in Toronto, and they had leagues running four nights a week and soon opened private group bookings... Um, Four and, nights a week? Damn, that's yeah. really popular. Yeah, and now they have 13 locations. Uh, so what is the original called? Battle. Battle, okay. Hmm. I wonder if the uh, Axe, the Peterborough Axe Club is related, because it has a similar um, logo. Uh, Yeah, and I'm sure axe throwing has existed way before then. Uh-huh. But I think, like, people... Um, according to this, there was logger sports in the 1940s. Yeah, I think that's what I was thinking of. I don't know why I went back to the 1800s, but I, I knew about, like, logging has been a whole thing uh, because of the, like, trade of the, the job, but also because it was just like, yeah, let's just do buck wild stuff with, with wood. Yeah. What is logging sports, exactly? Um, logger sports and lumberjack shows um, grew out of competitions in lumber camps to see who the best lumberjack was. It's probably just like throwing and chopping wood. And do they not show, or they do not say uh, like what the activities were? Uh, not really. Oh, okay, okay. I'm just checking the Wikipedia. Yeah, it's like, well, axe throwing has been a part of woodsmen and timber sports for some time. The resurgent popularity of axe throwing leagues and clubs has been tied to the 2006 formation of the Backyard Axe Throwing League. So, like, um, sport axe throwing started in Europe around 2001. I guess it's been around, but kind of, like, the popularization of it to the point where, like, there's places where you can go and do axe throwing, mm-hmm. I think, has been tied to that 2006 backyard axe throwing league situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and now there's like a whole league. They they made up their own point system, so it's like different than like the other predecessor sports. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like a really good time. Um, fun to throw an axe out of thing well it's it's one of those activities that like it's a weird kind of physical I remember the first time I went axe throwing we played for like a couple of hours as well but like the next day my lower back hurt Mm. Uh, because when you're throwing an axe properly um, and you're putting a lot of like effort into it if you're like really trying to huck it you're using muscles that you don't normally use Um, and it's it's one of those classic things that like uh, when you like do a workout and you're not 
uh, like you're not used to working those muscles, you'll like discover muscles you've never used before. It's because your entire body is like an accessory system. Mm-hmm. So like throwing an axe, yes, of course you're using your arms and maybe a bit of your shoulders, uh, but like to stabilize yourself and to like put the leverage into it, you have to use your back. Mm-hmm. Uh, to really like huck it unless you're using like unless you're going one-handed because if you're going one-handed it's different muscles but if you're using two-handed which I normally do um, even though one-handed is cooler and I, I wasn't the best at it so I was doing two-handed but uh, yeah you just got to use your back as an anchor it's, it's similar to like throwing a baseball uh, like all those people uh, like in Major League Baseball where they like do a wild wind up or like in uh, Twilight mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, where they do that wild wind up with like their legs and their their like their, their that's only back... Alice well their whole back like twists up and stuff like that especially well, in Major... she does a big kick well no I mean in, Major, in Major League as well um, uh, I thought we were still talking about Twilight. <laughs> uh, but it's because you're like, you were you twisting with your entire body. You're not just using your arm. Uh, and similar to like throwing a punch. A lot of the power in the punch comes from like your positioning of your leg and your torso rather than the arm. The arm delivers it, but, uh, but yeah. Anything else to add? No. Oh. Should I add some more stuff? Well, the one thing I was going to talk about, or, or like add on to it, just because I don't think it's enough. I think it's enough to share, but not enough to be on its own. Uh, or I don't know if we talked about it before, but um, archery tag. Oh, I've talked about archery for sure, but maybe not archery tag. Well, I figured I'd tag it on because it feels like, <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> I'll, I'll be here. Yeah, yeah. You can leave. Okay. Doors over there. It's got a latch. Make sure you unlatch it first. Unlock it. Okay. <laughs> See you later. Okay. Bye. <clears throat> All right. Um, Brendan has left. So, yeah. Bye, Brendan. Uh, so WL Sassy uh, is now just a one woman show and that's just me little melly 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 p your your hostess with the mostest and we're gonna talk about archery tag um archery tag is fun um basically you run around with a bow and arrow and uh you just have the bow though and when you find someone and you're it you go around and you hit people with the bow (laughs) and then they're it right anyway uh this show isn't as good with the one person uh situation so uh um Brendan has returned from his shame, and uh, we will continue on as a two-person program. I guess. Yeah. I hope so. That was a funny bit, though. Was it? Yeah, to beat people with a bow. Yeah. (laughs) That's not actually what archery tag is. No, no. You're actually shooting people. Yeah, with arrows. Yeah, but the arrows have foam on them. Yeah, the arrowheads are just like a foam block. Uh, it's really fun. Uh, it was really great. I, I'm pretty sure when Melissa talked about archery before, um, it was kind of brought up. But when we went archery, we went to archery tag once, 
and Melissa like has a bow and arrow um, and she's done archery like in her backyard when they when you had like an acre of land or something I don't know how big that backyard was two uh, acres two Jesus Christ uh, but yeah you were just like pretty good at it so we were all like us and like one of our friends we were all just like hanging out doing it and then you were just like yeah I've done archery before and you were just like sniping everybody <laughs> Yeah, it felt pretty cool. Yeah, it was wild. Um, one of my favorite memories of that, too, is that, like, we were playing this one game where um, it was basically, like, elimination. Like, if your partner got hit, then I think it was either once or three times. I can't remember. Yeah, something like that. We had lives um, or something. Yeah, if your partner got hit, like, three times, then they would be out. Um, and uh, if, if you caught the arrow then you would bring your partner back to life. Yeah. And I did that, and it was sweet. Yeah, it was wild. It was buck wild. Um, yeah. But the first time we played was at that Renaissance Fair. That was a... Oh, yeah! I forgot about... I forgot they had tag there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Renaissance Fair was really good. They had pickles. We talked about this Renaissance Fair, didn't we? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I feel like... I don't think we're running out of things to talk about. But we're, we're like, we're starting to, like, double... Actually, we're getting close to our 100th episode. Woo! Uh, I think this is, what, like, 84 or something? Or 85? No, Edna! Don't take the zip tie! No! But uh, we're getting close to that. I think on that, like, 100th... Can you go make sure she's not yeah. biting that? On our 100th episode, I think we should, uh... I think we should uh, revisit. I think I talked about this before, but we got to revisit uh, like previous topics to like see what they're like again. Yeah. I think that see could be the See if we still like them. Yeah. I got to figure out a way to post on like our, either our Facebook. Can you make like notes on Facebook still? Notes? Yeah. Like the... just a text post? No, like a no, like a like a different post. Or maybe like a pinned post. I want to put a post on our Facebook about all the topics we've done. Mm. And constantly update it there. Mm. Because if it's in if it's in uh, order, then you can like go to each episode. Just put it in our about. That's so much, Melissa. Why? That's a hundred lines. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or make it a Google Doc and link it. Mm. That's actually a really good idea. I've I've been actually missing a couple that I forgot to write down, so I'll have to do that. But yeah, so here's my faux pas. Uh, I don't have a thing to talk about. I didn't think about. One. <laughs> mm. Wow. Yeah, Re- pulling a Melissa real hard. Wow. Yeah. What a fou gras. Isn't that like a like a sauce or like a fat? I think it's duck. Oh, it's just duck in general? I don't know. I think so. Okay. Twiddling <laughs> our fingers. Well, you don't have a second thing to talk about? Well, we never get time for two things. Well, I know. we're struggling. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. Why don't you tell us about Timmy Bumpo? Tell Melissa? What? Did you say tell Melissa? No, why don't you tell us about... Oh. Little... Little... Tubby Tumpo? Timmy Tump... Is it... Is it a Timmy Tumpo? 
I don't know. <laughs> okay, I promise. Give me like five minutes, and I'll be back. Where are you going? To figure it out. Okay. Alright, it's just us again, fellow listeners. Um, and so I guess I will regale you with the tale of Lil Boy Gruff. Um, Lil Boy Gruff, uh, as you may have, you may or may not remember, um, is, uh, now hanging out with, um, his good friends, Timmy Tyframe, the Barracuda who traded his son in for legs. You know, it's a tale as old as time. I'm sure you all know the story. Um, and little Tubby Thumpo, who is a little rabbit, who's also there. Um, and, uh, yeah, last time we got a little bit of perspective into, um, Timmy Tyframe's son, um, whose name is escaping me, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll just call him Lil Tim, and, uh, he is with a sea hag after he was traded in by his father, um, to, so that he could get legs. Timmy Tyframe, the Barracuda, traded in his son, Lil Tim, in order to get legs, and he did it with the sea hag, Alestra. Um... However, we also found out that Little Tim and Alestra kind of became friends because Alestra was lonely and Little Tim is a little sweet guy. Like, he's like a really good son. And the fact that Timmy Tyframe ever, like, traded him in is, like, really rude. Um, basically, Timmy Tyframe is having a change of heart. He's like, I did all this work to come and sit on this stump with Little Boy Gruff and Little Tubby Thumpo. And it's not really worth it, you know? Like, I, I came all this way, I got all these fancy clothes so that they wouldn't look at my weird legs coming out of my fish body, and um, I did all this work, and it's still not enough. Um, you know, like, I still miss my boy, I miss my little, my little boy. And so... You're, you're a sweet guy, you're my little rotten soldier. My little sweet time boy. My... <laughs> My cheese, <laughs> my rotten soldier, my good time boy. Yeah. Forget what else he said. I don't know, but that's one of my favorite things. Yeah, it's and so is good. that from what we do in the shadows, or? Uh, probably. Okay. It's that actor. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, we haven't really added anything new to the story yet. Yeah, you've just been recapping hearing you. Uh, so I'll just add a tiny bit in that. Uh, um, Timmy Tyframe decides that uh, he wants to get his son back, and so he rallies little boy Gruff, and he rallies little Tubby Thumpo, and they <laughs> they have uh, they have become kind of close, sitting on the stump together, like they're friends now. And little boy Gruff, who's the leader, obviously. He's like, you know what, Timmy Tyframe, I misjudged you at first. You had weird human legs coming out of a fish torso, and that, like, was off-putting, but I was wrong to do that to you, so let's actually team up and get your son back. So this is where the story gets wild. Okay, so are we continuing the story, or shall I go? Well, let me just give a little thing about what happens next. Okay, give us, like, a uh, to-be-continued yeah. Yeah. So next time on the Little Boy Gruff story, Timmy Tyframe, Little Tubby Thumpo, and Little Boy Gruff 
plan on getting their son back. In order to do so that, So they're though, all together now. Yeah. It's their son. Yeah. <laughs> they decide to do a co-parenting <laughs> thing. They're like, little boy Gruffs, you know what? He's like, you know what's missing from my life? A little boy. Like a little son. And they're I'm like, already gruff enough. Yeah. I, need, I need the little boy back. Yeah. He's <laughs> Uh, he's like you know what? i'm kind of a bully now i need more I, I i bullied you off of this stump because of your weird human legs like i need to like become nicer he's like maybe becoming a father will help me do that yeah um timmy tyframe's like from experience does not help <laughs> uh, anyway uh so um next time on uh, an interesting plot twist happens in that little boy Gruff and t- little Tubby Thumbo, they need gills now in order to travel into the water. Oh, wait. But I thought Timmy Timeframe had gills. He does. Okay, who else doesn't have gills? Little boy Gruff. Who's little boy Gruff again? He's a goat. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Little yes. Tubby Thumbo. He's a rabbit. Yes. They need gills. What's the, what's the little baby's name? I don't remember. Okay. Little Tim, right now. Okay. Uh, anyway, so uh, they decide to go to Alestra's sister. Alestra? Yeah. The... That's the sea hag. Isn't that. Didn't we also discuss this? That's... Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. That's the sea hag. They go to her sister. Her sister's name is Caltrops. Okay. And she is a water hag that lives. She lives in the swamp area accessible by land so they're going to her to make a deal to get gills that's where we'll leave the story for now and then the three unlikely soon-to-be fathers all are going to go rescue their son together nice okay tale as old as time (laughs) i just love the first time you talked you brought that up you were so exasperated when you were like it's a tale as old as time brendan (laughs) It's true. I'm, I'm surprised you've never heard it. Yeah. Well, you have, obviously. Well, it's because it's a tale. You know what happens at the end. Yeah. The tragedy that befalls them. Yes. Yeah, you know about the tragedy. Yes. Well, I don't want to spoil it. Yes. But you cried when you first heard it. I cry every time. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard not to. Yeah. After what happens... May I? You may. <laughs> You're the one who asked for an interlude, and you don't get to put a timestamp on the interlude. I asked for a five-minute interlude. Yeah, and last time you asked for a one-minute one, and it turned into <laughs> ten minutes. So it's not. All right. So. Uh, the thing I want to talk about, uh, I, so I, (laughs) it's all related. Uh, back in 20, when did we move here? Like 2016? No, no. Like 2018? Uh, 20, yeah. 2017? Maybe. I think so. 2017, yeah. So back in like 2015, maybe. Um, uh, actually, let me look that up. 
there was maybe not in 2015 specifically get to the point hush get your mouth hush point. your mouth uh, oh, okay, it was 2015. Back in 2015, there was a game that was called Lego Dimensions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know about Lego Dimensions. You yeah. just did a tour through our room, and you were like, that's the thing I could talk about. <laughs> no, no, no. You but saw I, your I'm little a... portal, and you were like, Well, it's not Lego oh. Dimensions that I'm talking about. Oh. Specifically. But um, Lego Dimensions came out in 2015. It was very wild and stupid. It's just like taking all the Lego franchises, made a game out of them, but you could buy little toys. And uh, it's it was always uh, marketed as toys toys to life because that's what it was. Uh, toys that you could like play with in the video game. Uh, so that came out. The game itself was like $110 because it came with Lego and like a couple of figures and you'd have to like build it and stuff. Excuse me, sorry. Sorry about that. Yucky. But you'd have to build it and stuff. Really cool concept, really fun. Uh, but I was like, yeah, it's whatever. Legos, uh, Legos good and fine. And uh, the the problem with that altogether was that they started branching out and doing all sorts of franchises. So they did like uh, Doctor Who. Uh, they did Harry Potter. They did. Um, they expanded to like Lego Batman, they did Teen Titans, they did all sorts of nonsense. And it was like, yeah, this is fine, this is fine, whatever. Uh, the game's not worth it. The it's a Lego game. If you've ever played any Lego game, they're really fun, they're really easy, they're just like, they're good for children, they're good for co-op. You just kind of like, like, uh, like mess around and like destroy things and build stuff, it's whatever. And then in like 20, maybe 16 or 17, maybe 2016, they did Adventure Time. Now, Adventure Time uh, was still kind of like pretty popular at that time. Excuse me. And I, I was just like, I'm never going to get this game because it's $110. Uh, but I do want all of the Adventure Time stuff because uh, uh, they don't make a lot of Adventure Time stuff anymore. But anything that's like of substance, I would love to have. Uh, so I got all the Adventure Time uh, Lego Dimensions, uh, and it was very cute. And then I got the actual game from uh, a manager I work with because uh, the managers would get like free games every once in a while. Uh, so I was like, cool, if you give me this game, I will play it because I have Lego Dimensions. I want to play it. Uh, and I did. The best part about the game is that um, you would have to build it but the instructions were in the game itself. Um, and it was literally like the tagline, every time you have to build something, it was like building, like building is part of the fun. Building is part of the game. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just like really cute. You you had to like build a Jake car because you, you as Finn, you'd have to like drive him around. You can be Jake as well. Uh, there's Lumpy Space Princess. You could drive her car, uh, which was very stupid and cute. Uh, I think- For like convertible? Yeah. Nice. Um, Marceline was in it, which was amazing, uh, and she had like this like spider uh, speaker system that was like a vehicle. Everybody had like weird vehicles. It was really wild, um, but it was like amazing. And I played through the Adventure Time stuff. I didn't like plug it back in or anything because it's such a wild like experience because you do have to use the portal. Every character, every thing that you build has like an NFC reader, so it has like it has correspondence. Uh, it was really fun, it was worthwhile. It wasn't worth $110. If you had children, it was probably worth more. But in general, 
Lego is just like a really good thing. And Lego, in total, is what I want to talk about. Wow. I had to go with Lego Dimensions first because Roundabout. Well, I really like like I really like Lego Dimensions, and I yeah, literally that's fair. It was a cute little intro. Yeah, and I, I like Lego Dimensions did a really good job at like reintroducing Lego. Like as adults, most adults are really really into Lego for their own reasons. Um, like Lego has been building or making products since like the '30s or something. Hold on, I actually looked this up. Did you have Lego as a kid? Yes, I had a big bucket of Lego. Yeah. It was all assorted pieces. We, me and my brother, would build like nonsense. Yeah, I did too. It was it was amazing, and it was actually one of the most frustrating things because after a while, they started making like Lego sets, and you couldn't get like random Lego anymore. Yeah. For like the longest time, and then Lego finally created their own Lego store, and then you can go in and buy like buckets of Lego. You can buy whatever you want. Yeah, we had a big bucket that had, like, a bunch of random stuff. It even had stuff from when my dad was a kid. Yo! Like, old, like, uh, like, space, like, Lego, and, like, the logo, like, the stickers and stuff for, like, wearing off, because it was old. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, we used to build stuff all the time. The problem is, is that, like, when I was playing with, like, my brother, he always just, like, wanted to build stuff. To destroy it. No. Oh, okay. He just wanted to build stuff. Okay. Which was great. But he didn't want to play with it. Yeah. Gotcha. I wanted to build it and then also, like, have a story. Yeah, to and, play like, with it. put the people in it and do stuff and do, like, a little thing. Aww. And they wanted the people to, like, do... Kiss. Maybe. Huh? <laughs> if the mood took <laughs> <up>. <laughs> That's amazing. But, yeah, I was... Uh, Oh, they're fighting. The girls are fighting. No, it's Edna and Elle. Uh, Edna and Eugene. Wow. Why I is think... Eugene being such a bully? Well, I think he's still got the uh, the aggression of a male, just without the balls, literally. <laughs> I think that's what's happening. He's just like, hey, I'm the guy around here, and everybody else is like, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Lego, so Lego, if for some reason you don't know what Lego is, Lego is little construction plastic toys. Mm -hmm. They're just little uh, blocks that you kind of like put together and they're great. Uh, they're super tiny and you can do, you can kind of like build whatever you want. Lego has become this like massive empire because it's branched off into getting like the licensing rights to do basically whatever. Because uh, there's like, there's literally like adult Lego. There's Lego where it's like, hey, this has like 10,000 pieces. This is not for a child. Do not give this to a child. Um, but uh, yeah, so Lego, uh, this was wild. Lego basically started in the 50s, 1949. <clears throat> yeah. Tale as old as time. <laughs> um, the Lego, uh, it began, what was it? There's old Kirk Christensen, a carpenter from uh, Byland, or Billund, uh, Denmark, who began making wooden toys in 1932. In 1934, his company came to be called Lego, derived from the Danish phrase uh, leg got, which I'm not sure oh. I'm pronouncing that correctly, which means play well, yo. 
these folks were capitalizing. In 1947, Lego expanded into uh, producing plastic toys, and in 49, they produced, uh, among other products, an early version of the now familiar interlocking bricks, calling them the automatic binding bricks. These bricks were based on the Kittycraft self-locking bricks, which had been patented uh, in the United Kingdom in 1939 and released in 1947. Lego had received a sample of the Kittycraft bricks from the supplier uh, of an injection molding machine that it purchased. The bricks, originally manufactured from cellulose acetate, were a development of the traditional stackable wood blocks of the time. The Lego Group's motto, only the best is good enough. Oh. Fire. That's amazing. <sighs> For a kid's toy? Yeah. What are you thinking of? I don't know. What's wrong with that? Well, it's just high standards, you know? Yeah. I'm trying not to put those standards on myself anymore. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. But for a little plastic toy of interlocking bricks, only the best, Melissa. Yeah, that's fair. This motto, which is still used today, was created by Christensen to encourage his employees to never skimp on quality, a value he believed in strongly. I think in relation to quality of products, that's huge. Yeah. In terms of putting value on yourself and what you can produce as a human individual, yeah. no. Yeah. Because, like, sometimes good enough is good enough for a regular person. If, any, if anybody's out there, you're allowed to not be the best. Please. Please be okay with that. Melissa has a hard time with that. It's okay to not be the best. Failure is okay. Yeah, yeah. it is. Woo, tail is all this time! <laughs> By 1951, plastic toys accounted for half of the Lego's uh, company output, even though the Danish trade magazine, oh my god, I don't know how to say this in Danish, but it's Toy Times, visiting the Lego factory. Can I see what it says? Oh, yeah, that is hard to say. <laughs> uh, visited the factory in the 1950s, felt that plastic would never be able to replace traditional wooden toys. Although, a dark twist. I know. Well, so, if we, if we fast forward, I'm not going to go through the whole thing. If we fast forward, uh, Lego is fast becoming, uh, maybe not carbon neutral, but fully recyclable it is yeah that's like they're that's like a huge thing uh hold on hold on hold on uh, in 2018 lego announced it will be using bio-derived polyethylene to make its bot uh, botanical elements oh ooh, ooh, hold on uh it, it was a whole thing hold on uh So yeah, they're 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 committed to making uh, like a better uh, ecological or a smaller ecological impact. Uh, in twenty twenty, the company announced that it would cease packaging its products in single use plastic bags and only be using recyclable paper bags, uh, which seems like a small thing. I feel like there's more information on this about them becoming maybe not carbon neutral, but like using recyclable well, plastic only. Well, it is just plastic, so. Yeah. I guess, uh, but it has, like, coating and stuff on it. Yeah, Does I that think make so. a difference? I don't really know. Recycling is so complicated. It really is, because recycling is expensive, but it's expensive because we don't have the infrastructure for it. 
Yeah, we don't do it right. So. Oh, no, no, no. We absolutely do it wrong. Uh, any food in recycling destroys the whole batch, and it's like, brother, <laughs> like, help us out. Yeah. Speaking of Lego, also, I got a Lego set for my birthday. Yeah, well, that's that's half of why I want to talk about it. Yeah. So, Lego, like, the... There, there are so many themes for Lego. Uh, there have been space, robots, pirates, trains, Vikings, castles, dinosaurs, undersea exploration, and the Wild West, as as well as the wholly original themes such as Bionicle. Do you remember Bionicle, Melissa? I remember Bionicle. Bionicle was so good. It was so like, it was so cool in not a cool way. Yeah, it was pretty dumb. But like when I was like 10, 12 years old. I was like, this is so cool. What kind of lore? Like, they had, like, little Flash games. There's also the... Ninjago. No, Ninjago's stupid. <laughs> Let's not. We're not crossing that barrier. Ninjago sucks. Bionicle also, is where it's at. the uh, Lego games are really fun. Yeah, the Lego like, games the are Lego awesome. the Lego Batman. And, like, so over they the have, years, like, such good, like, humor. Yes. Like, Lego Batman is actually touted as one of the better Batman films. Oh. Yeah, but there's also a Lego Batman game. Oh yeah, yeah. But they, well, they started making Lego movies, and the Lego movies were actually pretty good. The yeah. first, what was it? Just Lego movie? Yeah. That one was pretty good. I refused to see the second one, or like at least I refused to pay for it. Why? I don't know. It's been out forever. Yeah, Chris Pat is in it. I don't know. I don't care about him. Oh. But also like Chris Pat. Yeah. Who cares? Chris Pratt, you mean? Over the years, Lego has licensed themes from numerous cartoon and film franchises, Adventure Time, uh, including some from video games. These include Batman, Indiana Jones, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, or the Caribbean, uh, Harry Potter, Star Wars, and Minecraft. Although some of the licensed themes, uh, Lego Star Wars and Lego Indiana Jones, uh, had highly successful sales, Lego has expressed a desire to rely more upon their own characters and classic themes and less upon licensed themes related to movie releases. Uh, some of the other themes, such as a Bionicle mask in one of the Harry Potter sets, uh, discontinued sets may become a collectible and command value on the black market. Uh, let me tell you, Lego is buck wild expensive. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, they also have like a bunch of adult sets made yeah. for adults. Like you can build like a bouquet of flowers. You can, you can like, and it's a big old bouquet. You can get like a like the Taj Mahal. Yeah. You can get the White House. You can get like including full my cars. Lego set. Yeah, which is a Horizon Zero Dawn themed. It's a tall neck, and it has a little Lego Aloy and a little watchdog. Yeah, yeah, watchdog. Aren't they what they're called? The watch. Watchers. The Watchers, thank you. Um, so one of my favorite things about Lego, I'll, I'll look up that uh, environmentalism thing because I'm pretty sure that's a thing. I've heard it from too many people. Uh, but... My favorite thing about Lego is like stepping on it. <laughs> I just love the feeling on my feet. It's nice. Like, really it's therapeutic. Soothing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, Lego is just really fun, really good. Lego has, uh, because of the inherent capacity of, of Lego, um, there's a lot of like STEAM capabilities of it. STEAM is now what STEM used to be. It's what science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Uh, but Lego has like, so art will always be included in science. And if you ever try to divorce it, Shame on you, you're a bad teacher. Sorry. Sorry for any teacher who's ever tried to divorce. You might be a good teacher, you're bad for teaching science. Never divorce art from science. Uh, two, 
um, Lego has inherent properties in art and science because you're you're building like you're just basically just doing architecture, uh, yeah. building these whatever buildings and whatnot. What are you doing? I just wanted to look at something. You're looking at the weird guys that from uh, paleontologic uh, paleo. I'm looking at animals drawn like dinosaurs. Because <laughs> yeah. I was looking at your shirt, and I was like, I want to look what they look like again. Okay. Um, but yeah, because of the inherent, uh, like, steam value of Lego, uh, you can always get, like, robotics and architecture and engineering and design into it. Um, Lego, like, robotics is huge. Uh, and as long as you get, like, little motors, uh, Lego also sells little motors for their own stuff. But, like, you can basically build whatever you want. You can get, uh, like, robotic sets where you can build, like, little cars and do, like, introduce programming. Um, and it's one of my favorite things, and I'm going to look into it heavily when I uh, am actually, like, have my own classroom. Uh, it's just one of the coolest things in the entire world. Um, but Lego is just so versatile and fantastic, and it, 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 it's like any kind of art, where you can like draw whatever you want and like start from nothing and build onto it until you are like a well-accomplished artist. You can do nothing with Lego. You can have random blocks and do nothing with it. And you can also like build such integral and, and complicated designs. Um, especially with the kinds of colors with Lego, like people have done pixel art, but like like 10 foot, 20 foot uh, pixel art. If you go into like very fancy Lego stores, like in New York City or in like downtown Toronto maybe, or like other, like Fan Expo would have like Lego displays, people would just build like full size Lego like Pokemon or full size like Lego like video game characters. And it would just be made out of Lego. And it, as long have as you- Have you ever been to Legoland? No. What is that? There's like a bunch of them. There's one in uh, Disney World, like around Disney World, like a oh, okay. part of it. And they have just like people made out of Lego, like yeah. full sized, like just, all the time. It's just so wild. Lego like a giant Lego store, <laughs> like the biggest Lego store you've ever seen. Well, and that's like my favorite part about Lego. It's so, it's so simple, but it's it can be so complicated. Uh, and it's just so versatile. It's one of my favorite things because like, like I was saying, you can do nothing with Lego and have a good time and you can make it like a commitment. It's like Minecraft. That game is, a, excuse me, that game is a nothing game. But if you want to do something in it, you put in the time and effort, you can build the most complicated and most buck wild things in Minecraft. And that's why it's so popular because it, it I, I mean, I'm not gonna attest that Minecraft stole from Lego, but like it's the same kind of, um, premise you're give if you if you're given too much freedom it can it can overwhelm people but if you get though if you hook those people in that have the desire and drive and like the plans to do something the world is infinite in lego and in minecraft lego wow. was the original minecraft to be honest tbh wow. hot takes hot <laughs> they're not hot they're lukewarm at best because everybody should know that. <laughs> Cold takes. Yeah. But uh, that's basically our show. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Uh, for real, find us on Instagram. at uh, Our handle is at W-L-S-A-S-S-Y. Uh, find us on Patreon if you actually want to like look at the nonsense that we you can support us with. Uh, it's patreon.com slash W-L-S-A-S-S-Y, W-L-S-A-S-S-Y. Um, uh, thanks to everybody at Trent Radio. Thanks to Matt Campbell. 
Uh, you will be on the show, I promise. I swear to God. Uh, but we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.